Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. This is my Raphael. All these others can suck it, but un- honorably, honorably, so, you know, one each. And then four claws in her hands, because she's a metal fan. Really, really interesting name. For Orange a monkey? Head? I you love that name for a monkey. Oh. Hey, y'all. Thank you, We Oxford. got 5G, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Motherfucking right, Batman remembered one. Oh. <laughs> Back go Google, baby. Uh, uh. <laughs> one, two, Three, this starts the Drive Horse Podcast. Yeah. Three licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, just like to get to the start of the show. Two, three. <laughs> because this is the 226th podcast from Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers Media Network. And of course, we are the Triforce Podcast. I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. In the Projanger box, we have all the way from Thermoscara, Katarina Thermoscaro, wonderful woman! Our producer, the omnipotent presence that is, Big Brother Stephen Bucarell. Hello. And of course, we want you to hop on over here to PJANDWH.com. You're going to find all the crazy, luggy, and nutty moments right up here at the top. You're going to find last week's Lug Nuts podcast, Bulletproof Glass Sandwich. As well as last week's Triforce podcast, A Night, A Con, and Katarina Thick Boy Energy. <laughs> Thick Boy Energy. Tell <laughs> you what, that is the truth. There is no regret with you clicking this button right here to go over to Walljanger Gaming, where you're going to find Big Brother streaming Monday to Friday every week. This week he's going through... We're still finishing Red Dead Redemption 2. We're in the John Marsden epilogue. Yeah, man. And we're going through that. I'm here this week as producer of that, enjoying the just infatuated with the story. It was a lot like watching you play Last of Us. Yes. When uh, I'm watching him play Red Dead because I I don't get to the end of games. I do. I have started it. I've gone through a like gigantic it. chunk of the missions in Red Dead 2, but I have not actually seen it. And I, like, I saw it, and I'm going through it. I love it. I like a nice, nice ultra marathon in a game. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it, Grand Theft Auto 4? <laughs> with, with, Nico? with Nico Bellic? That was an ultra marathon. <laughs> to finish that took some commitment, damn it. Yeah. Like, those are my games. I love them. <coughs> Skyrim. Oh, yeah. You just Anything lost the forever. <clears throat> All Especially ESO. He's fine. If he's coughing, he's breathing. If he stops br- making sound, <laughs> then we'll be concerned. There's a color chart. You can't see it, but there's a color chart on the wall for how red my face gets. I'm good. I'm still If it matches the curtains or my hair, it's yeah. time to... Man, uh, Big Brother, you spoke in like every cancer patient. <laughs> yeah. Cough, yeah. he's breathing. He's breathing. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. alive. I'm still alive, which means we can get to the meat and bits of why we come here, which, of course, tonight... Old timey motto, Sony's crossing the streams. Hugh Jackman remembers Sa- uh, San Francisco's Metal Mammoth and more on the Triforce podcast. And of course, we go over to our first story, which is Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot gets a 2023 release date. And of course, we're looking at his scribble right here above my head. Yeah. The kind of high school doodles of 
everything that you know you're gonna see. Rogan's CG animated reboot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has a release date, but it won't be out for a while. Rogan announced on Twitter that it'll be out in theaters August 11th of 2023. The announcement was made by a series of grade school notebook doodles that Rogan posted on Twitter all by himself. Actually, I made that last one up. He may not have done it by himself. I don't know. I imagine he could handle Twitter. I'm sure. Okay. The release date was visible on the corner of the of the notebook page. So it's just that little thing right up top, right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the first announcement that you're going to get. We got back in uh, 2020 that Rogan was doing this reboot and development in conjunction with Paramount and Nickelodeon. Rogan says that it will use the teenage aspect of the story as a jump off <laughs> of the story, which I got to agree with. That's exactly how tie it together. I didn't watch that recent Turtles live action reboot because they did not look like fucking teenagers. It's I the remember teenage, the original. The first fucking letter. It starts with a T. Teenage <laughs> mutant. Teenage mutants that are ninjas and then they just happen to be turtles. Now, we were having a very important discussion on Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yes, Ninja Turtles. So, so repeat everything that you do said. Do I need like, to reshare, or is it still in the same podcast? You don't have podcast? to repeat it. It's a new podcast. Ninja yeah, it's, okay. Turtles. It's, it's part It's Part, part two, two, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Oh. <laughs> he hates I it when I, I use that. that. Okay. He hates it when I use that. But we're going to let this one gestate a bit. Get everybody back in gear of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right there in the fourth. And uh, Seth Rogen movie, CG animation. Old man, what do you? F- how are you feeling about a CG animation Ninja Turtles? Because this is different than the Ninja Turtles that we're getting from Netflix. The, uh, the previous CG animated one back in 2009, 2008, I guess. Um, oh, no, that was, that was 06. That was, that was actually really good done. Uh, which one is it? Which one is it? This one in the center here? It's the one on the left. The one on the left. This one. The one in the center is the CG reanimation that, that they did one, for. I don't want to ever watch ever, and no, that could be locked in a vault and that. burned. <laughs> this one I would watch. That guy looks. If, that's if, a badass looking fucking. Fair in, 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 if you're a but, toddler, the one in the center is for you. Now the center it's and the right, I will sad. never watch. What apocalyptic universe are those Ninja Turtles? With the bamboo fucking breastplates. They live in the sewer. That's stuff you acquire in the sewer. Too realistic, Is it man. At- What's wrong with this one? What's wrong with this one? I, like I honestly one. am not a fan of any of the animation aside from... The one on the, the left one, was the one that the was... The one behind Matt's right shoulder. Yes, that's the one. Yes, this one. one. This is my Raphael. All these others can suck it, but... I'm, Honorably, honorably. So, so I'll give you this I'll, honor on you. <laughs> on your rat. You know, I don't think you were their target audience on probably all not. of these. When it, when it when it when it when de- it uh, deployed on uh, Nickelodeon Junior, that should tell you something. Well, the movie that Seth Rogen is making is going to be directed oh, by yeah. Jeff Rowe, who previously worked on Gravity Falls, Connected, and Disenchantment. Which Disenchantment, I love. I haven't that's checked a out funny Gravity show. Falls. I haven't watched it all the way through. Connected. That's the uh, documentary on Netflix. Mm, I think so. 
So I've watched those two, and Gravity Falls I haven't, but I have heard good things about it. But Disenchantment is fantastic. There are so many shows that I'm going to be catching up on when Connor goes to school. <laughs> I don't really so think you have to wait. Here we come, September. <laughs> so many boobs. I mean, Disenchantment is more Yay. just she's an alcoholic. <laughs> like a raging alcoholic a, in a medieval kind of kingdom. So it is, your, it, uh, yeah, it is your kind of show, but... It's one of those things. We're talking about turtles, by the way. Um, it's not to be confused with Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, which is said to be on Netflix. So we'll have to check out these two films. Michael Bay obviously botched uh, two other films. So how is this boating in the realm of Ninja Turtles? Well, with Seth Rogen um, on board, starting as a writer, I have... it. <laughs> It depends on what he's trying to do. Like, is he trying to be funny? Is he yeah. going to be serious? Like, the fact that he's focusing on the teenage leads me to believe that it's going to have more of a comedy angle to it than maybe we've seen before. Yeah. Uh, or is he a fan? That. Yes. There's just so much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff coming out at the same time. I kind of I wonder, like, how are each of these going to be different enough from each other that you just don't feel like, I don't want to see another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing for a while. One is the rise, and maybe, look, this is going for, like, a younger teenage audience. Teenage audience doesn't necessarily mean cutesy and fantasy. They could be going for, like, how about, a TV how about we just friendly, keep... No like, matter what you do, the nostalgia they, is so deep for they Teenage Mutant Hear me Turtles. out, though. They could Even be doing a fresh kids, comic line. We're all going to be watching it. Go yeah. back to the original comic. Lot, hear me out. Last Ronin. Uh-huh. You make that, even if it's like a PG-13. Last Ronin, Ninja Turtles, that's right up the teenage alley. That's Maybe the higher so area, but... I, I got myself injected into like a, you know, I saw this little picture in about, you know, how 80 movies never get old. And I was like, and I made a comment saying that, some things don't need a reboot. Like, yep. They don't. So yep. why we keep on going to this well of, like, let's reboot this, let's reboot this, let's reboot this. Let's do what Matt just suggested and just do the last running and a continuity of that original story. Let's find the bridge from... Turtles to last run and tell yeah. that story. That well, could be told. And here's the thing. This is what I was saying. I was ranting about. I, sh I should have my own fucking little thing, like a Bill Burr style, just Matt Man's rants. But this is what I was ranting about with DC, because with DC, you hey, have that same thing with the comics. DC and Marvel both. It's almost like they're afraid to just let their characters develop, go into the futures, leave Cap behind, leave him dead. The man started off in World War fucking two. Leave him alone. What Batman? Just like w Wolverine. Let him go. You got <laughs> X-23. She has two fucking claws in her feet on top of, or one, you know, one each. And then four claws in her hands because she's a metal fan. <laughs> <laughs> Rockers! <laughs> Punch your teeth! Loves Ozzy <laughs> and Slayer. I don't think you, um, mm, but you this know? is like what I'm saying. We're getting so much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff now. And they, they do this. They pick one thing and then they make four or five different types of media around it. And they're all trying to be different. And it's all supposed to be like all these standalone things. And are they going to try to tie them in later on or not? And then it just kind of feels like it's too much. 
Yeah. I'm just tired of the oversaturation too. Are not that great. I do. I think we have an oversaturation of a lot of things. I agree with you, Chris. I just, I like Seth Rogen. Um, I don't remember the director's name, but I like the other stuff that he's done. So I have some hope for that, but I'm just like, what are you going to give us? He's written a lot of really great stuff. stuff I'll give him that. You know, I'm siding with you there. Let's see how he does it. CG is not an automated, like, no, I'm not going to watch it. Like, a lot of people still have that, oh, CG, no. Uh, I think that works better than practical. Yeah. There's so much better stuff you could do with CG. Yeah. Um, yeah i'm I'm kind of it's just one of those things where i just want the story to be told true to its roots and sometimes you don't need a reboot yeah you could just rewatch the old story you just rewatch it if you want it if you want the same characters just continue it figure out a stop like where they stopped and just go on i agree 100 i agree I also would just like to put out there, I would prefer an adult, um, like a Castlevania-type animation. Like, when I say Castlevania, I mean like a rated R, that kind of, or like Invincible kind of animated series, than you giving me a watered-down CGI series. I agree. We're both in agreement. On to the next story. I'm going to pretend that the article that I wanted to rant about is up, and that's about Screen Rant talking about Warner Brothers discovering new name, logo, and tagline revealed. And I am upset that they used a thousand words to tell us what they told us in the damn headline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that that kind of pisses me off. That's why I went to, I found Nerdist. Like, I read the whole thing for it to be Warner Brothers Discovery. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And it was stuff that we kind of already pseudo-knew. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the original comic book writer, Brian Vaughn, an artist, Pi Guerrera, was one of the most critically acclaimed series published by DC Comics, winning numerous awards during its six-year run. And now, it's going to become a television series for FX on Hulu. Uh, so that's where it's going to die. But I, 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 the, uh, why the last man? It is available on Comixology Unlimited. I think it's like uh, the first volume, which is, it is a good story. It's just, like the name says, it's an apocalypse to where every man besides uh, the one main character whose name is Yurik Brown and his pet capuchin monkey, Ampersand. They are the only two men alive on the world. That is a really, really interesting name. For a monkey? I you love that name for a monkey. Oh, not the monkey. Ampersand. The Ampersand? Ampersand? Ampersand. Ampersand is a great word, but you would think his name would be like, I don't know, Mike Haskins or something. Like, why do you go York? But if he's the last man, why not yeah. make it a Z? Mm. Zordon. Zordon? No. I'm going to find five five teenage, teenagers with, with martial arts Give abilities. Give me five teenagers with attitude. <laughs> yes, that is what is needed. God, you would not want that these days. It's Capuchin Monkey time. Ampersand, here. (laughs) No, that's Pokemon. Ampersand, I choose you. Give me the that symbol. So (laughs) when you check it in the to the vet, they would still ask you how to spell it. And (laughs) a how how would you spell that? So you got to give you got to give it church lady vibes. It's like and 
isn't that special. Well, together, they team up with a badass protector named Agent 355, and she sets out on a cross-country journey to get the, to the bottom of this bizarre male genocide. Oh, no. Could that be Satan? And why in the series is the title, but it's also a reference to Yorick as well as, wait for it, the male Y chromosome. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. I still think it should have been a Z. Yeah. We're bringing yeah, it all together. Never there. The X series. To the Z to the See, y. I would have known if I had gotten this article to read. Just the be- uh, Now, the series stars Warcraft actor DMX. Ben Schweitzner. Oh, that's probably not his name. <laughs> Schweitzer, Schweitzer, We're really trying. Schweitzer, We're not trying at all. No, we are. No, we we are. You want to hear a bad name pronunciation? Tune in to Lug Nuts on (laughs) Sunday. I don't get any of them right. There's a lot of Japanese names. I'm the guy who gets closest. That's how you know the per name pronunciation has been stooped down to another level. But mm. so we're like, I like the thing that we're both like right here, and we're working it out. I'm tr- we're going phonetically. We're trying to chip away at it, and with this one, ah, whatever, whatever comes out comes out. But this guy Ben Schneitzer is Yurik Brown, and Diana Lane as his mother, Senator Jennifer Brown. Olivia Thilby plays Yurik's sister, Hero Brown, which is a fucked up character. Anyway, um, and Ashley Romans portrays Agent 355. Uh, Jillian Canefield will play Yurik's girlfriend, Beth, who is in, like, fucking Australia. So, you know, probably only... we're calling it now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Australia. uh, Amber (laughs) Timblin is Timothy Hutton... Uh, uh, oh, Marin Ireland is Amber Tamberlin and Timothy Hutton round out the cast as playing the latter role of the President of the United States. Excellent. So, next yes, yes, next. The series ran for 60 issues. Yeah, they're accepting, yeah. they're next, expecting about like story. a six season, 10 episode. You already run. said it's going to die. So, next it's story. where FX goes. That, that FX is where things go to die. But, you know, like before we move on, doesn't he kind of look like in, in that picture with his, um, with his jawline, like kind of like a Josh Brolin from Goonies days? Yeah. You see that? Like first movie Brolin? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, from yeah. Goonies. Yep. 100%. Okay, now we can move on. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for that pause. Yes, <laughs> this is this is the uh, the more you know segment by Katarina. That was a really dun, great. Dun, segment. Dun, dun. It was it was a great segue. <laughs> but the, the more we story. know about this next story is the best because AT and T announces a name for the combined Warner Media and Discovery I Company. I already said this. It's alongside with an old timey name. <laughs> With their motto, the stuff that dreams are made of, which, of course, sounds just ever uh, so. The stuff that debt is made of. <laughs> uh, I just want- I actually, like, I'm excited. I think that people are kind of downplaying the discovery part of this because. Oh, all yeah. Of the, like, discovery ID alone is worth the price of admission. Oh, yeah. And all I looked this up. Crime stuff I looked is- this up. To where they merged. The reason why you won't see me on the le- on the last well, the first forty eight. That's for sure. Okay, <laughs> um, if that's your reason. So, I was looking this up since we've been you talking about be this Snapchat merger, either. right? Mm-hmm. It's called alibi. 
<laughs> Whenever you guys are done, it's fine. You guys can go off on your trail. <laughs> We're yeah. very sorry. Okay. So I was looking this up, but AT and T, they merged. HBO Max with right. Discovery. Discovery is pretty much its own. I've, what I found is its own standalone company. Only about like thirty-one percent of it is owned by like a corporation here or there. So this is their own conglomerate now taking on this HBO Max and Warner Media and all the comics in here. And this gigantic telecom company. If they if this goes through, they're expecting the merger to end around twenty twenty two. So if everything goes through and Congress doesn't step in. They're looking at getting an like an additional eighty uh, million subscribers from I know the, the, the HBO way into the Discovery that Congress will not step in. Picky and the brain will be going to Congress. Okay, I think I've yeah you're right. I've seen I think I've episode. seen this episode. That I've might, seen that, this episode. We might have seen this episode. Quick, someone watch Pinky and the Brain and figure out how they solved it. This is how they do it. <laughs> this is exactly how they yes. do it. Yeah, no, I think I've seen. So 2022 yeah. or what was it? 22. It was in the it? new run, right? Yeah, the new, in the new run. run yes. Yeah. yeah, they already predicted this happening. But last month it was announced that AT and T will merge Warner Media and with Discovery to create what one single now, we're gonna, company. We're going to merge Warner Brothers and Discovery <laughs> and take over the world. They're trying or to keep just up. one third of the entertainment business. They're trying to keep up with the Disney's. You know, they're trying to. It's not one monopoly. Keep up with the Netflix. There's three. It's not one. <laughs> there are three choices you may have, and that is it. You know, keeping I up with the Bezos. With Unless you get the Super Blues. Channels, as long as they never pass something where you are locked in for a year. As long as it's month to month. Yeah. So that you can stop when, like, if, like say, if you get Paramount for the Star Trek content and you finish watching the season, you can unsubscribe and subscribe to something else to watch that. As long as we're still able to do that, do, do it up. Do as many as you want. But once they start forcing you to lock into contracts for a year, like they, you know, instead of going month to yeah. month then that's when we get into monopoly territory. Well, you still have the loons like old man here who will pay for the year and then just have it. I guess still go well, by month Well, some of them are worth paying stuff. for the year. Yeah, but when, you're do, when but you deal you with a... one for just one thing, yeah. then there's no reason to keep it for a no, year. No, but when you deal with a family of 47, you tend yeah. to... <laughs> <laughs> he has this whole Amish Mennonite army family that, that is does nothing for him. Then they need entertainment. Yes, they just want to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Different company. Yes. But uh, one single media company is now estimated to be looking, uh, they're looking around $150 billion for these two companies. Uh, so this is really the stuff that dreams are made of. Discovery's assets include TLC, which is My 600-Pound Life and all the variants of that, Food Network, HGTV, <laughs> Animal Planet, Discovery Channel, the Oprah Winfrey Network, and oh, they own Oprah. That yeah, be huge. They own <laughs> own this. <laughs> Damn, that's the kind of money you need to own. They're going to be huh? bigger than Oprah. And streaming services Discovery Plus. Now Warner Media and Discovery's combined company is taking shape, so they're going to have a lot of content on there. Um, the name of the company is Warner Brothers Discovery. Go figure. David Zalzav, uh, Discovery's chief executive, is expected to be the company's new CEO and announces the name of the employees from Warner Brothers Studio in the Burbanks according so here's, to deadline. Here's the here's the thing that gets me. Yeah. Out of all the ideas, out of the twelve people that were on that Zoom call, 
that's the best idea. <laughs> there was a just, second guy that I just remember. The, that's the best idea. Oh yeah, they had other ones. Why, like, why don't we just call it Warner Discovery? How about that? All right, uh, that's All right. The best Anybody sure. else got any better ideas? Nope. I'm okay, pretty sure. It. Polished turds. What was about a Discovery Brothers, man? Come on, Discovery Brothers. That's Discovery a TV show. Warner you Brothers. can't do that. <laughs> polished WMD. turd was also another suggestion. Okay. But that's not really good marketing, so that was thrown out. Um, <laughs> you know, buy but, a monkey, no less. <laughs> but I do like their little uh, tagline here: the stuff that dreams are made of. Because Warner nice Warner Brothers Discovery will aspire to be the most innovative, exciting, and fun place to tell stories in the world. Okay, I tried to put a little Clarks in it on there. Yeah, I'm. I'm that is what the I company will be about. Uh, we love the new company's name because it represents the combination of Warner Brothers' fabled 100-year legacy of creative, authentic storytelling and taking bold risks to bring the most amazing stories to life. With Discovery, uh, Discovery's global brand that is has always uh, stood brightly for integrity, innovation, and inspiration. I mean, besides DLC, Discovery itself, yeah, you go there and you'll find some really fucking interesting shit. Like, uh, what was that one with the Crabbers? What, uh, Deadliest Catch? There you go. They had a couple things, like, uh, what was it, uh, Monster Garage? And, yep. You know, a whole bunch of these other shows that... Storage in, Wars. Anymore. They just, well, yeah, well, Storage Wars. But Monster Garage inspired a whole bunch of other different shows that pop up on Netflix. Like, uh, what was that one with Gotham Garage? Uh, oh, God. Jeez, there's Gotham Garage. Gotham Garage. Well, there's Gotham Garage, but there's That's another a one Orange on County Choppers. Yeah, yeah, Orange they County Choppers. Netflix Chopper's also has that. this other scrapyard show where they yeah. build cars. In Canada? I don't remember the guy with the dreads. No, no, no. That's another car like show where he rebuilds. They have so many fucking like That guy is kind of like Hoarder's Car Edition. Okay. And he's kind of got, he kind of almost has a successful business, maybe someday. It's kind of like um, he kind of uptrades his his value. Of like no, he no, he guy. doesn't want to sell anything because it's like that's his baby. So okay. he has like a whole they've bunch of cars all, around. They're all rusted, and his property is like right next to like man. This is about to fall. This is about to be a fucking landslide any day. So they're crazy entertaining. And oh yeah, it's a good watch even if you. But don't he spent like his cars. time without you. Yes. With anyway, or without what you. Were we, talking about? we were talking about this merger here um, right. and I've how they made a new name. That's why we're talking about the competitor. Yes, but I do like how they are trying to keep up with the Netflix and the Disney Pluses yeah. because they're trying to combine their efforts. Now, with this $150 billion company, now with Discovery behind it, people love Discovery's chief executive officer. Yeah, I mean, you know, Disney's got National Geographic and, like, you know, those shows on, on that on that channel, like, like the Alaskan show that you showed me, that that was pretty awesome. Yes, Life um, Below, um, and but uh, Port Protector. So I can understand mm-hmm. that they're trying to emulate the business model, so because it works. But bringing I, that in with the HBO makes sense because now they have, have that. You have more diverse content. You're, you're on top of Turner Movie Classics and the anime and the all the you know all the dc and yeah. you know all the stuff will have they have place in the world i just don't think it will be as big as disney because disney was there first it'll i think it will be bigger than amazon well 
Only because Amazon is like, man, I really have a hankering for this food. And it is where I find it is Amazon. That is Amazon. You don't go there because, like, huh, I want to watch something really interesting. I don't know. Let me just flip through Amazon and see. You will wa- You will spend an entire day flipping through Amazon just trying to find a good fucking show. Amazon has been really annoying lately. Yeah, I, th- I think me? we're past this. We're the other two, the, the other two, you're better off. So we'll have to see if this turns out good because if it does, well, then this next story is going to be even better. A good segue. Which, of course, will turn to laughs because Todd Phillips is reported. Shut up! Is reportedly <laughs> co-writing the Joker sequel, sequel to 2019's Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix, is seemingly finally in the works. With the script co-written by director Todd Phillips, who also co-wrote the first film. I'm gonna go back to like original content, and sometimes when a story is told, it just you don't need more than one. I was thinking that with this one. I really was. But with Joker, did what's his face? Joaquin Phoenix. Is he going to? Uh, he he has said, if Todd Phillips is going to do another one, I will be in it. He said that after the other one debuted. And it made a billion dollars worldwide. So It'll be fine. It makes sense for yeah, the studio to fine. make this decision. The thing is, is... When you're looking at story-wise, this is what really is going to sell Joaquin Phoenix and, you know, all them on it, is it has to be good. You have a great origins, but where do you go from here to where we haven't seen Joker that could be a good series to where Big Brother, if you want to, this name right here on the laptop. Type in that name, Brian uh, uh, Brian Anzalo's Joker, <clears throat> art by Lee Azarello. Azarello, thank you. And what's the other one, Lee? Bermejo. Bermejo. <clears throat> this Joker series is amazing. I'm not doubting that, but you got right now we have. It's too a different much... perspective, and this one perspective. It, it, Interestingly, they show they were talking about it in um, what was it? Bob's uh, fiance was, you know, took a class on comics when she was going to college, and this comic was one, part of their, you know, course study. Yeah, I'm and just it's an interesting the take of the content. on the Joker because it's told from the henchman, and, and it's told I'm from his side. It's, it's, Having the henchman as here we go, um, the top one to the left, right there. Yeah, that one. That's the com. Uh, that's the cover of the comic, and then yeah. Can oh, I wow. see the photo? Please? There we go, right above my head, right here. That's the cover of the comic. This comic is fantastic, and it, I think if you take this comic with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, you could have a different kind of. You mix this with him and like a Gotham setting of there are other kingpins of crime setting up to where you could have Carmine Falcone okay. being a problem with Joker. You could have, you know, two uh, Harvey Dent on his way up. Jim Gore, you could have different people in the background hindering Joker from starting his gang empire of the Jokers, which could then yeah. transfer into a different Joker for Robert Pattinson tying it into the new universe. Not to make it six degrees of Kevin Bacon there, but I think it could work. No, there's no Kevin Bacon. That <laughs> Kevin Bacon's not in it. I'm uh, sorry. We have we'll to make move on. Kevin Bacon Calendar Man. 
Because there's no Kevin Bacon. <laughs> there we go. The next story. Kevin he would actually Bacon. be good as calendar man. <laughs> Kevin Bacon as calendar man. I do like that. I'm just, um, you know, I, it's just the saturation of the media. Like some things don't need a movie, man. Some if you're looking for saturation, it's gonna be this next story. That was a good segue. Because Sony teases the future of the Spider Verse and the MCU crossing over into films. Just no, we don't need the poor acronym. So Sony exec. Sounds like something you need a cream for. <laughs> Samford Patchnich. That has which like also six different like. death illnesses that you will attract from putting it on. Samford yeah, Patchnich. Are worse than to prevent the zombie have. apocalypse, use this topical cream. Well, this is the topical cream, which is the Sony exec, Samford Patchnich. Um, that sounds like a topical cream. <laughs> Apply Sanford Patch 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 to affected area. The yeah. Sanford and Sons Patchnitch. <laughs> that might actually be the title of the podcast. <laughs> we got a winner. <laughs> has been uh, teased. There is actually a plot uh, to tie in the Tom Holland MCU Spider-Man to their Spider-Verse spinoffs. Shut up, dummy. Their precise <laughs> relationship between the MCU and Spumic. Has always been puzzled, a puzzling one. Sorry, I can't come in today. I got the stomach. No, it's really acting up. No, I can't. I can't even walk. My stomach is just. Oh God, man. In you, fact, I can't you, talk anymore. You don't want to. You don't want to be here when my stomach is acting up. Scott came, ugly face, so killed him. Brains tasty. What? What? <laughs> so. We'll be seeing a relationship between Spumic and the MCU. Hopefully, the MCU has protection. Um, <laughs> swing. As always, Ding. been that does not sound healthy. It does not. Um, well, when you got the stomach, you got to use for protection. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. People don't like that word. So, so, I might out your calls like ultra blindness. It's not for everyone. <laughs> Consult your doctor before use. It's like the word moist. It's not for everyone. No. But they put that word on a cake box. That tells you something. Starts with the stomach, and then when it gets worse, Steven. it goes to the pitch <laughs> niche. <laughs> then it's deadly. I'm stalling while he works the uh, mouse. Yeah. <laughs> have you tried giving it cheese? No. This mouse does not have It would cheese. excite the dog too much. He loves cheese, and he's not allowed to have it. Just push down. I don't know. Because of stomach. You guys, Jesus fucking Christ. Did you catch that? <laughs> That's my mighty down finger. Wrong way, wrong way. for the next article. Yes, you're going to go to the next one. <laughs> I think that's the title of the podcast. That's my mighty down finger. <laughs> God, this has been, oh, man. This has been oh, just boy. a fucking awesome podcast. I think we just need to go right to seven. <laughs> so Netflix oh, stops moving forward with Jupiter's Legacy spinoff. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy, and they're going towards the spinoff, which is uh, Super Crooks. Conflictedly excited about. Yes, yeah, Super Crooks. Um, That's why I buy Duracell. I'm interested to see... Where they're going with this? this to where if forever. are they just trying to do Suicide Squad? Well, I, honestly, I think that this is real time, getting real time um, feedback and taking it into consideration. If that's the case here, well done. 
because Jupiter's legacy was not great. But what great moments it had were not from the main cast. It was from the surrounding characters. And I think that focusing on them, because that's one of the things that we all had questions about at the end is, did the wave cause the supervillains too? Yeah. How... um, I forgot his name. Son ended up with a stick that belonged to the other guy. God, we're being so fucking like specific, but no, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh wait, are we? Is it spoil? No, it's not spoil. It's been oh, out for a it's while. It's been out it's for a while, man. Fuck them. They're fine. Spoiler. Well, it's out of context spoilers because y'all don't know. But, yeah. Um, but It'll that like the so stuff much. about the show that I found interesting can still be addressed in this. And removing the things that I did not find interesting, which was the core family of this show. So I actually think it was a good move as long as I get the answers that I wanted. If they decide to just go take a hard left and not address anything, then I'll be annoyed because they left too much open ended. This will work. Uh, It will work right here. We're professionals, guys. We are professionals. So totally professional. Here we go. Uh, stomach aside, Jupiter's legacy <laughs> is they're not this saying Cruz's Wonder Woman. They are, but they're not saying goodbye for at, to, forever for this because they have this entire world for Mark Miller that they bought to where they bought this back in. Uh, let me see if it, oh 2004, and now there's 20 different franchises under the Miller World label that they purchased that they can now make whatever kind of series they want. They could do animated, live action, whatever it fought, whatever kind of, you know, tickles their fancy. So now, leaving Jupiter's legacy to simmer, as you like to say. <laughs> Set the crock pot on low. Or keep warming. <laughs> Slow cooker. Yes. The- Start the crock pot, because it's going to be a long one. <laughs> But Deadline reported that they are leaving this in the past, and Mark Miller actually said Jupiter's legacy is a vast and rich space with lots of characters to mine. And so I'm happy to share that our next step here is live-action version of Super Crooks comic I created with uh, Linnell Francis, you, a few years back. Given where we're going next, I have we've made a tough call to uh, letting our incredible cast out to show the commitment as we are continued through uh, thoughtfully development all realms. Blah 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 blah. He's happy to keep going. Yeah, he says he says he says that. Uh, but uh, we're confident we'll return to it later, and just wanted to say thanks to you guys for continuing your support and the cast and crew who made this all look so beautiful. Famous last words. Lovely. Yeah. Hashtag didn't want to be canceled. <laughs> Hashtag not my Batman. Um, but given the problems encountered during the production of Jupiter's Legacy, they had uh, the series creator Stephen S. DeKnight depart midway through production due to creative differences. So, well, they had to do extensive reshoots because of that. So hopefully they'll have less cool. of that in Super Crooks. And they can have fun doing their Mark Miller uh, Suicide Squad. And if it's bad, do. this is what we'll blame it on. Yeah. Okay? And the weather. <laughs> That's yeah, the, the official weather. story. And the weather. I tell you what, it'll be in our memories, which may be better for some, but it will be a dream in this next story. Because Hugh Jackman travels back in time using his memories in his new movie called Reminiscence. 
Warner Brothers unveils a newest trailer for Man. Hugh Jackman below. You mean Warner Brothers Discovery? Yeah, Warner <laughs> Brothers Discovery. <laughs> no oceans uh, needed. Ocean music. That uh, was very serene. Human music. Um, here we see this human music going through. Um, Warner Brothers unveiled this trailer, and in his first proper role since 2019's Bad Education, Jackman plays private investigator Nick Bannister. Nick has a very special occupation. He offers clients the opportunity to relive lost memories. His uh, life... Grab me a beer. Yeah. Please. <laughs> me too. He offers his clients... Not beer. Um, but he offers his clients the opportunity to re- relive lost memories. His life changes forever when he meets May, Rebecca Ferguson, leading to a passionate love affair. However, when May disappears without a trace, Nick must search uh, the past to fully uncover who she is. Directed by Westworld creator Lisa Joy. Reminiscence also stars Thaudy Newton, Cliff Curtis, and Daniel Dandy. That is just Dandy. Dandy. Dandy and Dandy. So, I got to say, with Lisa Joy behind this of Westworld, she yeah. did such a good job with Westworld. Like, especially with everything that looks like this, he's trying to search his memories to find out uh, what, uh, you know, this girl, wh- where she went, because she just kind of pissed off somewhere. No, don't take that literal. It's an it's an expression. It's an Australian <laughs> thing. With she just went and people pissed behind off this, You know that it's going to be beautiful. You know that it's going to be smart. Hugh Jackman, first off, is such well, an amazing have, actor. You have two. You have an actress from Westworld in this that I've seen so far from the trailer, and yeah. then both Hugh Jackman and the woman who plays May, I think it is, were both in um, that musical that he did, Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman, yes. Yeah. So you already have people of pretty, um, and she was badass in Westworld and she was very well-rounded in Westworld too. Her character, you thought of her her as just an android. Her arc is, if you haven't watched Westworld, you really need to. It's chef's kiss. We don't, we don't want to, this is something that even though it's been (laughs) a while, I do not want to spoil for you. Yeah, no. If you're into sci-fi at all, watch Mm -hmm. Westworld. And this is right up the alley because there haven't been a lot of sci-fi films. And also you can see from like the technology in the film, but it almost yeah. gives it like a Rocketeer vibe where it's yeah. forward yet backwards at the same time. Yep. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be really beautiful and a lot of fun. So I'm, I, a twisty when I first saw sci-fi that, I like, mystery, you know, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, actually, I'm it's more I'm, like a, you know what? Bioshock-esque. Yeah. Bioshock S kind of with the water and stuff. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I really like where they're going with this because, you know, Hugh Jackman hasn't led me wrong. He's a good. He's a good art, artist yeah. in his own acting realm. He's one of those actors that can really play anything. Really, he's hosted what the Oscars or the Grammys, probably yeah. both of them, like multiple times, and he's he is a showman. You know. Absolutely, and he's the man because of his ri- his rivalry with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that rivalry. And the humor fucking is a plus two. The ultimate sweater party with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds yeah. and him—that <laughs> is a holiday meme forever now, and I think we all need to cherish it. We are truly blessed with his comedic genius as well. 
<laughs> Absolutely. This noir style mystery, fascinating concept. I think we're all sold on it, and we're going to be watching August 20th. I'll be watching and, it in uh, September when Connor goes to school. Okay. Or at night. At night. In your closet, alone, with a you know little blanket over your head. With and headphones. Earphones. In. Yeah. With, with my Microsoft Surface. Yeah, don't be that customer. Just, you know, pop the earphones in. Make sure. Otherwise, it, your, all your pursuit of hiding in the closet is going to be for naught. They're going to be able to find you. Scatty, what are you doing in the closet? He's Mind in the closet. I'm not Iron Kelly. <laughs> 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 He's not even here and he picked on poor guy. That's because Iron Kelly is at our next story, which is, of course, the Game and DVD Exchange, Katarina's <laughs> favorite Dude. place. Dude. <laughs> Actually, our, our Iron Kelly's getting like a new iron knee or whatever the hell he did on his vacation. He skinned his knee. Bad bike, so they say. Bad bike. Bad. It transformed. It was in a Michael's Bay film. That's what it was. Well, That's you can find happened. those Michael Bay films right over here. The game and DVD exchange. There are two in. pennies at this store, by the way. <laughs> two pennies. If you rub them together, Mark will say. Broski. Actually, he won't. I probably, you know, kicked him in the nuts way too many times. Yeah, we think you killed it. I I killed a lot of things. Like Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. I was surprised when he offered that. Yes, that one was a good one. But you'll find a lot of good stuff over here. What about? about? uh, You'll also find... Katarina is banned from my store. Actually, I was going for the other one. I was going for the twins one. But we'll move on. <laughs> because this next story is a chock full of fun. Because we have E3 coming up this week. Yeah, man. Already E3 this week. It's almost here. This I'm happy year that has it's flown by. Here? I'm happy that it's here. Yes. 100%. Um, E3, for those of you wall jangers who are on the younger side... E3 used to be the only time of the year if you didn't get, uh, you know, like a gaming subscription. There was no such thing as Nintendo Direct. You didn't we have didn't that. have Twitter. Back in the day, you didn't you have had YouTube. to go to the store. Twitch. You know, like you were lucky if this was advertised on MySpace. You know, Square Enix, they said, <laughs> oh, we're going to be on YouTube and Twitch. Don't worry. And Tom is still your friend. Yeah, you can find us. On to the worst day. Calm down, yes. Thor. God, he is very active today. Um, but they're kicking it into high gear uh, June 12th. ESA has revealed the full schedule for this year's showcase, starting with Ubisoft and Gearbox. Hosted by high Alex Gearbox, Ubisoft. Alex Goldenboy Mendez, Jackie Jing, and Greg Miller. E3 2021. I have no idea. Yeah. Am I supposed to know who any of them are? Uh, probably YouTube or TikTok people. Okay, TikTok. Then they're not important. Let's move on to, you know. So, it'll run June 12th through the 15th, and there are other showcases around that time as well, including Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest and his few individual streams as well. This year is also all digital, so anyone can tune in and see what's in You know what made this show better? Because of Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out, Mark Mark Muir, Jennifer Hale, Troy Baker, Nolan North, all in here as the presenter. Because that would have been the best. They probably can't afford it. Mm. <laughs> Sound about right, Katarina, for a con? Like, then that'd be a great idea, it's man. Not a but con. It's not in it's the budget. It's an entertainment expo, and they could have had it 
in their contracts to do it prior to them signing on to do another thing. There's that magic word you said, though. Could have. Could have. Yeah, could have. I, I'm the I could have been a millionaire if I just went the other direction. Yeah. June 12th. What was that? Run? No. I think every convention is a Hail Mary. <laughs> it is a Hail Mary. It really is. I mean, with the E3 back in the day, they made it such a spectacle that this was the only place you could go to get all the information on the games that you wanted to buy this next year. What's kind of, What could possibly come out? What's coming out next, soon? What's we happening? We also have – It's not gonna. I don't feel it's going to be as huge as it used to be only because we have the transition of the new Silicon Valley going to Texas because a lot of people were pulling out of California because yeah. of the – because of one, the standard of living and the taxes, yeah. Just on those two things alone, yeah. Not to mention like the the state of the the homeless the quali- population and quality, quality of, of living. the world yeah. and, and everything else, but just on those two things alone, I don't think it's going to be as huge because it's not going to be a destination like a, a must well, go to also, stop anymore. Less earthquakes. Uh, you can reach people much easier, much quicker, and everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah. just on the internet alone. Yeah. You're not gonna. It's not the pull that it was before, where this was the only thing going on, and so there was a lot of hype to see what's new and exciting. We already know. Yeah, I also think so, that with the internet, this is a nice evolution. Right. You can have these. Hey, we want to have you present. You sit at your home with a green screen. What kind of idiots would have that laying around? Uh, oh, anyway, <laughs> um, we only we only got one green screen now anymore. We pawned the other off on some other guy. The yeah. one that originally pawned it off on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's how it works. Right it comes here. full circle. But like E3, I think this is coming full circle with how it evolved. It originally just evolved like all cons. This is just a bunch of people gathering, and now it's this massive thing that a bunch of people enjoy. This is just the next evolution of it, I think, for now. I don't think that we're not going to have a standalone place where we're going to have presentations and stuff like that again. But before 2020, it got a little out of hand. It was... This is Ubisoft's convention, and this is Activision's convention, and this is PlayStation by themselves. They purchased a fort or a palace. Well, if you have ever been to New York Comic Con, you see how big some of these company stands are. So, like, yeah. Xbox has their own area. PS, um, PlayStation has its own area. Sony, um, um, you know, Crunchyroll, like, and Pops and everything. They all have, are taking up real estate at these conventions. Why? which is why these big conventions like Dragon Con, New York Comic Con, and San Diego are these monstrosities that cover five and six and ten city blocks. That wasn't the case. And that's why we had a separate one just for gaming. But now all of these gaming things are being incorporated into these conventions. And so I think something like this, unless they have something major, something exclusive to bring to the game, those numbers are going to continue to go down. Well, it's another thing that's coming full circle because you see, like, even with uh, E3, they have here, like, for the first day, they have, like I said, um, Ubisoft and Gearbox. Um, For the second day, the 13th, they have Bethesda, Square Enix, and the PC game show, future game show, Warner Brothers games. So Warner Brothers. We are going to find Suicide Squad. Warner Brothers Discovery. 
<laughs> right? Just, I don't think they're going to go that in-depth in the company name sure? structure. Okay. They're probably just going to leave it Warner Brother Games. Discover your place in our world. Unless they want to start making like a... <laughs> unless they want to expand the deadliest catch set of games, I think that we're pretty safe on just Warner Brothers games. Come but... here to the shadow of Mordor. <laughs> But we still, we, a really good game. we still have Warner oh, Brothers, geez. and you know we're gonna see the Suicide Squad game. We're gonna see, guarantee we're gonna see uh, Gotham Nuts. I mean Gotham Knights. At least gameplay, some more stuff from that. If uh, you know, COVID really pushed stuff back, but we're gonna see a lot of content here. Back for Blood. That's and Twenty Four Entertainment. That's another one that's gonna be getting a lot of entertain uh, entertainment thrown our way next week. As well as Take Two, Mythical Games, uh, Freedom Games, Games, Razor, Capcom, Verizon for some reason. You're the IT guy. Why the hell would Verizon be presenting at E3? Cloud computing to enable gaming on on the internet without it. They they think it's a business conference. This (laughs) hasn't been a business conference for some time now. This is the point in the show when you're going to pee. Is oh, Verizon. Okay, when you yeah. see Verizon, oh, I'm going to pee. I'm going to take out the dogs, say probably, hi to the family. They, they could be re- the releasing a, a console. Or they could be releasing faster <laughs> internet. Fantastic internet to rival Elon's royal uh, Starlink. Well, Starlink will still have a place in its world for the, for the royal aspect, but when you get yeah, not to here. Like, when you get to the city, you know, urban, urban or suburban areas, you're yeah. going to have, you know, because we're all, we're, you know, Verizon's a gig. Comcast is rivaling that. Yeah. We'll probably have, like, saying, hey, we can do computing now faster on a residential level. And then you got the secondary gigs. redneck cousin, Armstrong, over there in the corner. Hey, y'all. Thank you, We Oxford. got 5G, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the Pencil Tucky. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Pencil Tucky people know who you are, and you're like, it's not that far off. You've driven through the cat. <laughs> so outside of Verizon, you're also going people. Yeah, you're going to see in television right above the Maryland. People. Oh yeah, right there. You'll oh, just look yeah. around. You'll tell everything that's not smile. Pittsburgh that or Philadelphia. All in between. that center section. Yeah, that's Pennsylvania. Yeah, you just lump all that. We'll up put like Harrisburg a in there as well because they're neat. I guess. You know, Route 80. <laughs> They're neat. Harrisburg. You have one on you. Big Brother says you're neat. So, fuck it. We'll lump I you in guess. there with the pencil tucky people because why not? They're neat. Um, no, we'll, we'll raise them above the pencil tucky people. But you know. And, of course, on the last day, we have Nintendo, Bandai the Namco. The Mason-Dixon line is your cutoff. <laughs> yeah, Everything south is somebody else's problem. I just cut them off at the neck there, I boss. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but your lives are fine. You know, I have no <laughs> idea either. So Nintendo, Bandai Namco, and Eureka Games and GameSpot round out the end day, and there will also be an awards ceremony for the people who have actually gone through the entire week and gave a shit. That's probably not what the award ceremony is for. We're going to have a difference in... in That's like, a very specific award, by the way. Yes. <laughs> The person who gave the shit a most award. It's usually the one given on this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to have a different clientele there this year because, you know, this is going to be the first major post-COVID, you know, yeah. event. 
that they're still going to do attendance for, you're not, you're still not going to have the amount of people there. So well, yeah, it's still going to be main. I think virtual. that brings it to the developers. Like you, Ubisoft, they said we're bringing a surprise. We're not telling well, you what it is, but you you know their catalog, and if they're bringing a surprise, it's probably not going to be you know DLC surprise surprise for Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Rainbow Six. Oh my God! I don't know. It's going to be something different. That guy, but if you have a vac, the vaccine. Do whatever the hell you want. I am fully vaccinated. Then whatever. Walk in the street naked. What? I don't give a fuck. Ah, uh, coincidence. Yeah, go wherever you want. But okay. if you don't, guess what? I'm still not the leaving vaccine, my house. You're gonna get sick. <laughs> yeah, there There's a lot of people. You're gonna get sick. So Square Enix Gets in the next story is also doing something different for E3. Square Enix in the next story they say that. Edios Montreal. Uh, we'll see. It's that one. Eidos? No, that's the story ahead. So, yeah, Eidos Montreal. <clears throat> said it twice. But known as Square Enix Presents, the show will go live at 3.15 at the EDT. What the fuck is that? Eastern Delta time? Yes. Eastern, Eastern Delta Daylight Transformers. Time. Eastern Daylight Time. Oh, there you go. And 12.15 Pacific Daylight Time or Pacifist Die Today. Probably Pacifist not that one. Uh, Pacifist Die Trying. <laughs> <laughs> I like that for a title for the podcast. Because it's Canadian. <laughs> it's Canadian time zone, people. <laughs> so I didn't know they were different. On June 13th, in its announcement, Square Enix says that it called out a few. Uh, shit. Am I not? No, oh, there I am. I'm too high. Yeah. On the screen. On the screen. Not- oh, Get out of your minds, dirty minds. Square Enix called out a few items that will appear at the showcase, most notably the world premiere coming from Edios Montreal. The showcase that will last around 40 minutes. Fans can watch on YouTube and Twitch, like I mentioned before. A lot of people are going that way. Idios Montreal is the studio behind Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Deus Ex Mankind. And also, uh, were they XCOM as well? I, I think so. Who's keeping track? But Mankind of uh, Divisions launches in 2016. Kotaku Eurogamer reported that Idios Montreal is working on a new Marvel project rather than continuing with the Deus Ex franchise. And now there's speculation that they're going to be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah, I think, it, you know. Okay. Now, I don't That'll want it like tough. XCOM. I do not. I'm going to say this for the people in the back. I do not want it like XCOM. So it's going to be like XCOM. Make it like Deus Ex. Make it a first person. Do something different. Make it third person. Go crazy. You're Remember just hoping, Geometry Wars? You're just it's going to be just like that. That you have Drax's power of invisibility. Make it fourth cousin twice removed. There you go. But I want it more... Like third person, I feel would be really great for Guardians of the Galaxy comic. So less version. pencil, more Kentucky. Yeah, but more comic version. <laughs> like you go with the comic version of Guardians of the Galaxy, you have the opportunity to add in a lot more in the Marvel universe in that game, just because they were Guardians of the Galaxy at one point in the storyline. Yep. So you have a lot more characters you can add in there, especially if you dunk what. Square Enix couldn't with Marvel's Avengers. They're going to be announcing the 
War for Wakanda DLC because they're still trying to save that game, Marvel's Avengers. I really want to care about you, but I can't bring myself to press that play button. Wow, you sound like I'm defeated. I wanted to like it. Big Brother, he went for longer than I thought he would with the game. I will give him that. He went for a lot longer than I thought he would, and he hung out there. I hung out there for a while, but it's it's just I can't. Have you even logged back into it? I actually logged back in when I had to re-download it. If you want to swear a lot, he but did like you really did you play it? Ashamed of that. But did you play it? Because I did enjoy playing it when at point the story I was on point. Booted it up, and then logged back on. Okay, so you didn't do anything but just make sure that it works but on it your game. Okay. I just made sure it was backwards compatible. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what I was more hoping for. Oh, good! I can and play the, this at and some the, point. And, and the free update. But do do you think Spider Man and Black Panther are really going to save this game for you know for this? I'll just wait till all the DLC is available and I'll play it then. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people are waiting for, but that's where we're not going to get more content from this. So thing. you mean okay. to tell me that they're starting at three fifteen and not three thirty, just to tell us that they fucked up on Avengers? They yeah. have been telling us they fucked without up actually on it. saying that they fucked up on Avengers. They're just going to be like, "Well, we're making a different game." Well, no, they they have been telling us they've been that's fucking up not on Avengers, Avengers, but is Avengers, but not. Now here's the thing: even if they do go XCOM with Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. That's a different style game that may not be for me that they could absolutely dunk with that turn-based XCOM style. It could happen. It could work. But we'll have to see what's coming from them. They're, they're going to be a, a, uh, announcing a lot of stuff Just like Life is Strange, Babylon's Fall, you know, Crystal Dynamics and what they're working on with the uh, Avengers series. Your favorite, the, the Final Fantasy sixteen, and what's coming upcoming with that. That's all going to be coming out of Square Enix. There are actually final underground talks um, about a Final Fantasy VI remake. So, God, I knew you would mention that wherever you could. Final yes, Fantasy but I so want everybody to. Is that the one with the flying city? Oh my God, Final Fantasy VI! I would play it if they may remade it. Just for you, I would play it. I dig on it. you so much for it. But if they remade it in Final Fantasy VII style, I would absolutely play that. I just don't have the patience for turn-based games. Just Is that play, the one just play it on your phone when you're trying to kill time. Yeah, if I had you can. Time. If I had time to kill. You do. Um, but with Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate coming only days ahead of the show, it seems unlikely that we'll get any update as to the, fur- uh, the further entries in Cloud Strife's adventure. But I do hope... That we do get some kind of information on that. Uh, Integrate comes out on six ten, so probably it will be here. You did enjoy the first part, and you streamed it. Oh, I yeah, I love that game. So you're gonna have to stream. Maybe you start over again and go into Integrate on Wall Jagger Gaming. Integrate has the Yuffie DLC, so I am going to play the shit out of that game. Yeah, so you'll be right over there on Wall Jagger Gaming, Facebook.com backslash Wall Jagger Gaming, and you'll see an old Now I'm going to leave that to one to Big Brother. He kind of took that one. (laughs) But we'll see how that happens. Um, Another thing we'll have to see is this next story, because Horizon Forbidden West shows off a massive 14-minute gameplay trailer, which we won't go through the whole thing. But it does show off a lot of really great stuff, including uh, a giant metal mammoth. Which is part of parcel for the game. 
and uh, go about a couple minutes into it. They do that whole, this is our game, and you're going to enjoy what we have to say. Here we go. Yeah, you can start off right there. There was a lot Uh, of backlash over the character's facial structure. Yeah, what was that? They're she like, looks fine. We want her. We want her skinny faced and all. Like we want her to look ap- appealing. Like look, she is appealing. It's just that they're in a post-apocalyptic Stone Age like era. Are they of humanity? Are they complaining that it's not a like a starving Hollywood actress face in a post-apocalypse? That there's no. There's no Snapchat. I would filter just like to say face. to those men. What? Not going to sleep with you regardless. What the hell was wrong with her face? I don't understand. I don't see what's wrong with her face. I'm looking at. They say it's too bulky. It's not feminine enough or pretty enough. I'm looking at the amazing graphics of the game and how she's moving through the environment and all that. Like, this is an amazing game. I have it. I am going to play this probably tomorrow. The the first game. I'm, and I love it. You're in San Francisco. You're going through the blight and the red blight. You're uh, fighting that as well as. A whole faction of like resistance or you know anti bad you know bad and this guys. is you know and, and not to get on like a soapbox here but like really the, the same game. people that will complain about this about how she looks are also the same people that will jump on the bandwagon just to say that they're they support the feminist movement yeah. that they they will swing that pendulum so not to get on like a semi political tangent but. There is nothing wrong with this character. I don't. I don't understand the problem. There is no problem with her aesthetically. No, it is in a post-apocalyptic. She's a fucking teenager. Her eyebrows move. Like, give it a rest, man. Like, look, she's a teenager. She's a Billy Badass. Squints. Her eyebrows will move. And then you look at the look. What we really should be focusing on is like the way that the. The the flowers are moving the in the lush wind. environments, the the the, the colors, the like, and look at like, the mechanical monsters. All those moving gear parts. If you move in a little bit more, you'll see the mechanical mammoth or mammoth, not mammoth, um, and or it's called something else in here. What is it called? Big dinosaur thing. Uh, the yeah, trema tusk. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm just technosaurs. Yeah, I'm just tired of why does everything have to be a political fight. Why? Because well, we live in a woke culture. Well, that it too. is common douchebaggery. Common douchebaggery indeed, Watson. Um, but here they're showing off oh, a lot wow. of the How features. Yeah, to where you can see where you're climbing and what you're able to climb on to. And there's a lot of different mechanics in this game that they're really highlighting in this trailer to where... And I am one hundred percent playing awesome. this first game, and this look and diving into yeah, the and fucking I'm water. I'm absolutely hypnotized yeah, wow. by her hair. Did you see how her hair changed when she was underwater? It's, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's like it's like oh my Aquaman hair hair effect. And then here you see her go under the water, and she has that Aquaman hair effect, but she's yep. avoiding those uh, amphibious robots to go and you know wow. it traverse it differently. This game looks. So fantastic. The game still looks amazing. Like, the first game still looks amazing, and that's on, like, last-generation graphics. So, like... I hope you can fire something underwater, because that thing will definitely eat you. (laughs) They don't have time to show that. Otherwise, (laughs) two-hour and 45 minutes. This this video is rated E for everyone, not NC-17. 
Yeah, no. Skip forward a little bit here. There's where is it? Right here, we see oh, her getting uh, together with him. Yes. I'm, I'm, right around, I'm just... Right around here. She's traversing around this new uh, kind of dinosaur, which there are going to be a lot of different... You can di- different... ride a dinosaur? I'm in. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of different mechanical dinosaurs that you can ride. She's trying to save her friend here, who she actually sent him out for a different artifact. You're trying to you know, make this machine that will stop the red blight, and that's the whole premise of the game. And she's rushing in to save him, um, and then they have a mammoth. A uh, mechanical mammoth. He is a mechanical thick boy. Yes. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't get much more thicker than that. That's oh, about as geez. thick as we can get for you, Kat. I mean, we could go a little thicker. We could make those uh, those hydraulic no, I mean, pumps he, he, a little bit thicker in the all back. that techno cake. <laughs> <laughs> New title podcast. Yeah, Look at all that techno cake. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see different kind of arrows that she is using in here. One with, you and know. The sling. Yep. The gameplay it, reminds me of, uh, the, what was the last uh, Zelda game on the handheld thing? Well, the Switch? With Breath, the Breath of the Wild. Wild. Yeah, a little bit like that. With the, with with the, the climbing, game. they are yeah. saying Breath of the Wild feel because yeah. she also has like that Batman grappling hook, which we will see here a little bit la- earlier, uh, later on in this thing. It could where, also be the fact that it's, she's fighting a giant mammoth. Well, yeah. And here she's, run away! And this is, I think, where we're going to see a little bit of the traversal. But oh, wow, this game, I'm telling you, man, I can't wait to play the first one. I'm, I'm, I'm excited because the second one's coming out. It looks so fantastic. And in 27 years, I'll eventually get a PS5 when they're available on the shelf. <clears throat> yeah. No, they won't but be But it is going to be on PlayStation 4 as well. So it, it will be at the Game and DVD Exchange, and I will pick it up then. You can play it on PS4 Yeah, we right got now. a bunch of shit. Yeah, we're going to trade in a bunch of shit over there, man. We got a lot <laughs> of stuff. I just found out found a whole bunch of, like, 3DS stuff. Yeah? Oh, yeah, man. And there's yeah. at least one system banging around here. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch. Yeah, Probably cables but as well. But. Horizon Forbidden West. And here we see the grappling thing I was talking about, and then she goes right into the little parachute. Oh, I love that. That looks so dope. Love this game. 100% got to buy. Because the first one, the little bit that I did play of it is so entertaining. The open world aspect of it, all the the you know mechanized robot dinosaurs that and plant and you know animal that life that you have to go so hard even yeah. on like even on easy it's still hard. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna be getting frustrated, but it's a good kind of frustration. He's not gonna finish the game. No, God no! But like if he buys it on the box over there, I will finish it. It's and probably in his thing. Very primitive against all of these mechanical advanced things. Yeah, I mean that's that's the basic premise of the original game is is that yeah, humankind built all these things. It's in the thirty first century is when it's based. On, uh, hang on, I got the whole little so thing. This is here. like post apocalyptic. Yeah. So the game takes place in the 31st century. Yeah, you can watch the gameplay on YouTube if you where want. Where humanity is living in a primitive existence on Earth with life having been reseeded after it was wiped out entirely during the 21st century by a plague of killer robots. Because that's how this century is going to end. Like Katarina's Facebook thing, 
the rest of your 2020 is going to be the top box office of your the uh, 10 years after you were born. So mine was either Twister, if you go based off of May 19th, or if you go based off of May 26th, it was Mission Impossible. So that's the end of our year, bro- big brother. Either Mission Impossible Willow. or Twister. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to take that, but I love Willow, so I'm here for that. But you have, you have at least a happy right? ending. Mine's Parenthood. <laughs> okay, look. First off, Mission Impossible. I kind of feel like that's appropriate, though. That's 100% appropriate that's a house for you. Of 47. You were which Mission one? Impossible, which was the 26. We'll the take this literally. One? Yeah, the first one. That one so, was pretty good. You will just be just constantly in a Mission Impossible for the yeah, rest. You got a long career. Oh, so it's going to be off. exactly like my fucking life. Yeah. So you yeah. go back okay. to Tom Cruise. Great. I and get to live my oh great, and I get to live my life in Twister. So yeah, no, that's one hundred percent. I get accurate. to have my ass kicked all over again. That's so At wonderful. At the end of the Matt, day, though, you have cows. He is successful <laughs> with his mission. So yeah, that. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Mission complete, man. That was it. Wasn't a mission failure at the end. Yeah, that's now Tom Cruise, got, not like, the real world. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. I don't have a religion based that's around. That's not me. even oh. Tom Cruise dressed as Wonder Woman. That's like your Super Saiyan form, sir. I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to sell it, cat, sir. But another thing I'm trying Kamea, to sell. May I know? Another thing I'm trying to sell is this next story because Far Cry Six character trailer, which is at the bottom, uh, introduces. Uh, Dina Roez, right? Roez, I, I can't see what, what there. Roaz. Yeah, right there. Dina Rojas, Rojas, Danny Rojas, Rojas. Oh, Danny Rojas. Yeah. So Ubisoft has introduced the protagonist for Final uh, Far Cry Six with a new character trailer, while also revealing the new release date for the game. Previously announced in mid twenty twenty one, Far Cry Six will take a little longer in, to get into players' hands, as it's now set for release this October. The trailer shows an interview with Giancarlo. I'm sorry, hang on, Giancarlo Esposito. You got to get the that dude is in everything. Oh my God! Yeah, does he sleep? Uh, maybe in, in between takes. He is playing Anton Castillo, a.k.a. El Presidente, the brutal dictator. I'm sorry to make that sound so cheerful. Uh, who controls the fictional nation island of Yara with both iron, iron fists and poisonous words. Hold on. What was the PC game uh, with the city and you're the dictator? Tropico. Tropico. Yeah. Tropico yeah. is a sim yeah. is a sim like I have to say uh, I was yes. I was a great it's, dictator. I played Tropico. I was a great dictator. They loved me. You had the choice of actually being a good country or a bad country. You can actually like do the whole. I was the good guy. Yeah, you would be. They had bios for all the greats. Oh yeah, it was they a did. great game. <laughs> I was a good uh, Fidel Castro. Essentially, you could essentially be the basis of Tropico. I understand how you can be a good dictator. Essentially, <laughs> the basis of Tropico is what if like Fidel Castro was a good guy, like morally good. <laughs> what? Yeah. What if things went well for Shay? Dictator that is just a title. Together. You know, it's like Jedi. It's just a title. I'm really stretching on that one. You are. Yeah. Uh, they abducted children, and you find that more appealing than a dictator? But they asked permission, and they still took him anyway. 
They had a laser sword. Are you going to say no to somebody with a laser sword? Yes. I'm no. not. Yes. You want to know why? Laser sword seems like something that, um, what's his name from Austin Powers would say? Laser sword. Laser. Dr. Evil? He had a laser sword. <laughs> laser sword. Yes. But anyway, go on. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, no, Yara is a free country, uh, so they say, that must be supported by true citizens. When questioned about whether it's he's worried about the terrorists who call themselves Libertad, Costello uh, only smiles. So, so this is quite... This is like where the art is emulating, you know, true life because this exact same language in yeah. this article was in a statement that Vladimir Putin just put out four weeks ago. <laughs> so it's still relevant. It's still relevant. It was what you're saying. Excellent. So it's a female protagonist for fe- uh, Far Cry 6. Yep. Which is good because the Far Cry series, they always go. Far Cry's always so good. They they do. Big Brother was playing. What was it? The last one they did, which was the post apocalyptic. Was it two uh, women and you were a woman and three? I don't know what five the hell was, was going the one on. In, but it was great fun. Like five was, I think it was the one with the trees. Everything was right? pink. Not uh, not the Appalachians. The one after that. Oh God! Because um, we had there were Far two Cry, after one, the two, right? one, two, three. Then you had four. And primal's in there somewhere. Primal, then primal, then yeah. five. Yes, and then, then new dawn. New dawn is the new last. Dawn, one yeah, yeah. New dawn's one with the pink yeah. chicks and yeah. the, the, I haven't played new great. dawn yet. It's five, uh, five was the one where they dropped the nuke, and and new dawn is the one that's is after that. Yeah, continuity from, yeah, from yeah, five. Yeah, he played new dawn, and that one was like very neon and yeah, they do that. It one. was it was something. Apparently, when the apocalypse happens, we're all going to be very big fans of Neon. Who's and not? <laughs> I guess me and the old man. Um, Far Cry 6 is coming no to PlayStation 4. Play, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, Amazon Luna, Google Stadia, and Microsoft Windows this October 7th. And another game that's coming out later this year is the next story. Crisis is getting a remastered trilogy. I know why. They are only doing this. Uh, there's a trailer all the way at the bottom. Tap out your computer. Not again. that one. Because that was go. the running joke is can this run Crisis? Yes, because it was a really. Dude, I grabbed the last Crisis, Crisis 3. I grabbed and I played a good portion of that and I was really impressed. Like, we're talking like this Crisis, what you're seeing here was like 2005. So, where Katarina, you know, third person shooters. This was a third-person uh-huh. shooter to where your uh, uh, character had a uh, they had a super suit, which granted them super abilities for a duration of time. So that, on top of the first-person shooter aspect of it, and this remastered, by the way, these graphics look fucking amazing. You didn't think Crisis could look any better, but it looked really awesome because when it came out, it was. Holy shit, look at these graphics. And I can't play it because my computer just goes, <laughs> I give up. I can't. God, I can't. Like a you want me to run man. at 30 frames per second? <laughs> You're so funny. Like an American person eating five tremendous 12s from Perkins a day, running a mile. They can't do it. That's how Crisis was. You know, it was an extreme task, but it was 
multitasking. It just looks so amazing. I want to I want to play this in its true proper glory. This is one of the games that where you want to experience it in full like 4K, you want to experience all of the stunning visuals because everything was thought out when they that made this. Yeah. Um but it's going to be good. Yeah, so we'll have to see how Crytek comes out. <laughs> Xbox Series X, this is running on PlayStation 5 in the article. So there's a lot of stuff like that to where they're going to be bringing out a lot of great content. Yep. Hopefully it'll come out on actual PC and not just, a, you know, it'll Epic, be out for Epic Store. If it's going to be out for the Xbox, it's going to be out for PC. So don't worry about that. Well, this next story, you're going to have to wait. But it's not coming out for Xbox or Epics. It's only coming to Sony because Sony delays the new God of War game to 2022. This is actually a good sign. It is. I will say it's a good sign. I knew you were going to be Why happy with this story. Um, because God of War needs, like, because of the mythology behind it. Yes. It needs a good story to kind of have that story-driven narrative. Now, um, I... Let me break this down a little bit more for you. Okay. To where when God of War came out, especially God of War 3, it started really showing people how video game cutscenes can be very much theatrical and it can be a very moving scene. You can have the interactivity that God of War was known for with the press circle now, mash triangle, Move the stick here, move that there. But it was such a stunning visual scene. Yeah, God of War 3 and Ascension. Really the opening for God of War 3. Perfect example. That whole opening scene where he Kratos is battling the gods of Olympus. And it is one of those, this is one of those series to where they get the mythology and the lore right, but they also put the time in to making the visuals look stunning and fantastic Corey on top Barlog of the gameplay. is the head producer and writer for this series for the last God of War. Katarina, I highly recommend that you, if you love Greek and Norse mythology and you yes. like a melding of the two, yes, I would highly recommend you watch a playthrough of this game on YouTube. Yeah, you get a condensed playthrough of it so so you have the full story. You don't have to go through and that's a good point. Hours worth. That's a good point, and it goes along with comics as well. Because the guy, uh, my beer guy giant, I talk to him all the time about comics and all this other nerdy stuff, and he says, "You know what, man? I would really like to take the time and buy the comics and do all that. But what I really do, I go on YouTube and I watch somebody explain through the story, and they go through everything. Yep. Same thing with games. You can get the story and the amazing visuals and everything without actually playing it and just appreciating the story." And that's oh, where the, Twitch just, comes from. Just the artwork and, yeah. the, and the quality of narrative that is being given to you. You don't have to physically play the game to appreciate the art, uh, the artistic flair and the, yeah, and I mean, the appreciation. No, I'm not writing the story, but I'm still going to enjoy it. Yeah. Some they stories can hire really us good. for it, and we will gladly do it. Um, call us. Probably not. But in this next Bumble story, Tuna. somebody else may be paying you. Because an internet company will pay gamers two thousand dollars to play with their friends, giggity. What? And you video don't, games. That and leaves you, me out. And you <laughs> don't have to be a customer of theirs. 
You don't. Frontier, an internet service provider based in the United States, is leaning hard into its recently awarded title of best internet provider for online gaming in 2021 by offering a handful of lucky gamers a bountiful opportunity to celebrate various gaming anniversaries and milestones this year, along with the big release of Resident Evil Village and uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. The company is offering to pay selected applicants Two thousand dollars just to play video games. That's yeah. a sweet fucking gig. Yeah, it's just two thousand dollars to play games, but not two thousand dollars. It doesn't tell you how much play. time you'll have to play, right? What you know, uh, all of that. But hopefuls must apply as a pair, and Frontier will be selecting two sets of two winners. Holy shit, that's specific. Yeah, yeah, that is specific. Four fucking people get paid two thousand dollars. Wow, they're so generous. Wow. I consider a watch party. I, I cat, <laughs> cat, cat can watch us while we play. Yeah, and, and then we, we cut her in. And, Kinky. Yeah. Kinky. No cuckold <laughs> stuff going on here. Um, <laughs> but the $2,000, oh, yeah, that's also split between the two players. Uh, playing Yay. 21 hours of games together. Providing feedback on the experience. On top of that, each set of winners will also receive a Nintendo Switch Lite, copies of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Switch Online memberships, and some snacks to go for good measure. It looks like they're implying you need four people to do this. No, those are the four people they're making four grand collectively and split. You know. Two grand? So they're all making $1,000 before tax. No, $500 because it's only $2,000. It's one stream, so they have to split just $2,000. Yeah, See, $2, they're all in one. Damn. All right. So they get uh, after tax. Sorry, they can buy a taco. Oh, yeah, and if you're under 18, then you don't apply. You need to be an American citizen. So anybody yeah. outside of the United States so is So that means you can get luck. your kids to play for you, and you can just play with them, and you can get the $2,000. Applications no. close June 18th at 11.59 p.m. Uh, what was that? Pacific Delta tam- Tumors? Or? Daylight time. Pacific Daylight time, right. No tumors involved. Uh, with the winners announced no later than June 25th. So we will have to see how that happens. But if you are looking for a home to play these games in, then you're going to hop on over to our next story, which is Tony Brown Homes, where him and his lovely wife, Clarissa, who just celebrated her birthday. Happy birthday. They went out on the town, saw that. And they're going to get you out on the town to look for your perfect home, where if you need a jacuzzi (laughs) and a balcony, they're going to set you up with that perfect enclosed fenced yard for your dog. Maybe you need somewhere in a nicely populated and very nice educated area. They're going to set you up right. And, of course... They get you set up right. We get you set up with the thought experiment, which is the end of this podcast. Katarina's little meme question out there had my head spinning. And it got me to the end credit for this week, or or the end segment for this week, rather, which is what 80s or 90s film or TV series would you like to see rebooted or remade and why? So why would you like to see Perfect Strangers rebooted and why? That, that was your answer, what? Yeah. 80. I just figured that was the ultimate. <laughs> why wouldn't you? I was like, that it. wasn't me, so. Perfect Strangers. Why wouldn't you want to see that rebooted or remade? Either one. Get those fuckers back. Are they dead? I, I, I think, think Bronson show is still with us. I don't know about the other He still thing. is, yeah. Yeah, so let's get them both back for a reunion. They just did it with friends. Fuck, why not Balky Bogdanimus? Balky? 
<laughs> Belky, I think Belky went on to have quite a successful <laughs> career. Who no, framed Roger Rabbit? No, <laughs> no, he didn't. I don't think he did it. He all. was in a ton of shit. Frame Roger's who who framed Roger Rabbit? That's. I thought you were going to take one from me. That's a good one, though. That is a good one. I, I like that that, one, that would be my eighties kind of one. That would be expensive today. We still have Christopher Lloyd, and he might be able to reprise his role, but we have lost Bob Hoskins. Yeah, yeah. And that is. Now I don't, I don't want it. I, I don't want it to be playing that role. I don't want it to be a like necessarily a reboot. I just want it to be a continuity of okay. of the story. I get that. So I get that. we can do like maybe his son steps into the role, like maybe Ryan Reynolds, and do it that yeah. way. As Bob that, Hoskins' son. Yeah, that would be perfect. Daniel Radcliffe. I honestly, I thought about this, but honestly, my my main one is really because it hasn't been fucking made, and nobody goddamn listens to the fans yet. Motherfucking gargoyles, give me. Gargoyles. No. I'll switch over to PJ. Give me gargoyles. I would like more gargoyles, but I don't know if I want a remake. I don't want to reboot a gargoyle. Some things don't need to be rebooted. Reboot or remake? Give me one of the two of gargoyles, like man. Live action. I would like to see a continuation. Bring back as much of the original cast as feasible and just continue where the story left off. Don't change the animation. Don't change the song. I kind of feel Keep like you could do... the level that where it is, but you could do don't a... need... Batman the Animated Series on that. To where Batman the Animated Series, just like the Michael Keaton Batman, they're taking those stories and continuing in comics. So you can still see where their lives turn out. To where like for I, me, I can see a remake that. is either something that wasn't good to begin with, but the concept was there, or was good, but the technology wasn't where it needed to be for it to really excel. So you're saying weird science. I'm saying I'm sticking with my previous. No, I think weird science is perfect the way that it is. Yes, it is. It is perfect. You said that about the other one I said. What was the I, other one I've suggested? You were like, no, leave that one alone. Night like, Court. You said Night Court. I like, Night, oh, oh, Night Court. Night Night Court. Court. Night Court. Harry Anderson. Absolutely. Especially. Not. No, no. On, you guys are funny duddies. That'd be great. But I also, like, and I'm looking at it through no a nostalgic case. Up over here. I have not seen Night Court in a very long time, and maybe it doesn't hold up once you get there, but. I'm afraid. Doing, doing no, Night some Court without Harry Anderson almost do. seems like like a slap in his face. And I, and I just, I don't know. It was, was, so, it was on syndication for so long, too. Yeah, because it was. Good. Like, like home I improvement. Remember, you don't remember need when they to were trying to get that. that guy for sexual harassment, and they did that invisible powder that turned red, and then John Larroquette ended up getting his hands on it. So the guy <laughs> they tried to get, they couldn't. And then a woman gets out the elevator, and there's red handprints all over him, and John Larroquette's looking at his hands like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> like, but no, that was that was perfect. I still remember that, and it, I don't. I can't even tell you how long it's been since I watched the show. What how about how about a a a, a a good bad movie, Mannequin. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Okay. But the caveat here, the or caveat. Caveat, as I used to say, <laughs> <laughs> um, would be I would like to see um, what's his name, Blacklist. His name is eluding me. That was in oh the Ultron. I like, yeah, I would like to see him back in that like sniveling snort. James Spader. Oh. Yep, James yeah. Spader. Motherfucking right, Matt. Remembered one. Oh, <laughs> Mac go Google, baby. Tom, Tom. <laughs> Goddamn right. I would love to yeah. see James Peter come back as that sniveling, like, yeah, guy from um from that show too. But yeah, mannequin re- remake would be fun. You know what? How though? about Spaceballs? 
Uh, you can't remix it. You can't do that nah, now, he's just do another one. <laughs> I mean, Mel Brooks is still alive, but, oh, man, I really don't think you could, ugh, like. You can't make Spaceballs the way it was made. And Bill you know, is no longer with us. Dream with me, damn it. <laughs> Bill Pullman is still with us. Bill Pullman is still with us. You know what, Bill though? Paxton is not with it's us because that's one, Twister. I got my Bill. I got, my one Bill that I, I got one that I know He's Big dead, Brother. He's dead, man. He's dead. I know Big Brother will be with me on this one because I would love to see it while this man's still alive. Thunder in Paradise with Hulk Hogan in oh, a fucking boat, yeah. man. Solving man, crimes in Miami. That, that show probably doesn't hold up. <laughs> or Airwolf. Yeah, absolutely. No, Airwolf yeah, coming no. out of the nuclear reactor silo. That's where what Kat's saying it was bad, but it has a lot of promise. Fucking Hulk Hogan solving crimes in my, or maybe not Hulk Hogan now, but somebody Let else. Let me tell you something, maybe Mean John Gene. Cena. <laughs> John Cena. Yes, I would watch that. John Cena. Who's his other guy? Uh, what? There was Hulk Hogan, and then the other kind of like beefy guy. They were in like the military ops together. There was always two in the boat. Yeah. It was him. It was uh, John Cena is the Hulk Hogan set guy, what, and then what, the other guy, the I Rock. See, no, no, you can't no. have the I don't Rock. Think the Rock would do TV shows. No, you can't do that. You can't. Do he the did rock. do Ballers though, which was actually pretty awesome. You said Bill oh, Paxton's that's right. dead. You're right. You're right. He did. No. He did. Bill Paxton is dead. Bill Pullman is not. Who was the one with, that was in Agents of Shield? Um, that was Bill Paxton, right? No, was that Bill Pullman? Oh. Was it Robert Paulson? No, it was one of the Bills. I think his name is Robert Paulson. I think it was was Bill Paxton. Game over, man. He was the fucking, (laughs) he was the dick in like season one with, uh, uh, in the Hydra loop. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I was seeing him, Bill Paxton was fucking, yeah, I think that would be great. But no, we would have to find a second guy to go in there with John Cena. There was a I'm really still good... thinking about it because I, I agree that we need to find... you got to find his buddy cop kind of person. Oh, Automatically, I think Ryan Reynolds, but he's not jacked enough. You need... That other dude was jacked just, le- just next to Hulk. And I don't see him as being somebody that would do a TV show anyway. Dave Bautista. Probably going off. He's actually got some good comedic chops. He has a lot of good comedic chops. Where him and John Cena, I feel that would be a good buddy cop. Like, aim for the bushes kind of fucking shit. John Cena and Duncan Trussell. That is... I have no idea who that is. That's like peanut butter and psychedelics. Yeah. He'd be great. It'll It'll be very entertaining. Which might also be a title of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like it was kind of like the other guys with with uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. No. Um, who was the guy with uh, fucking Samuel L. Jackson in that movie? The Rock. Yeah, it was the Rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that other guy. The so big we just one. Get a, yeah. No, we get a. I'm thinking of somebody. It'll come to me after the podcast. Wait, we got we do, we have to. I'm. You got to cast it. I like, know. Okay, I just. Next, but I have to like give it another minute. I'm having like a big brother name fart to where I just don't know anybody's name at all. Now, if I remember correctly, the other guy was Latino, right? Or just had heat stroke. I don't know. I thought he had like brown hair. Pull up uh, Thunder in Paradise on the Google. I got to go with the the Google image. Randy Macho Man Savage? No. It was Hulk Hogan. Wasn't his name like Santiago or... I don't remember. 
I literally if I just see the guy's looked face, this I'll up know a exactly bit. Yeah, it came right up. Here we go. What's the uh, first guy's name? Chris Lemon. Oh. That name mean anything? What, to who me? did he play? Mm-hmm. What was his character's name? Martin. Martin. That would be another good Martin. one. Just give Martin a show. Yeah, we can get Martin in there. I'm sure we could get somebody. But yeah, I I I, I like that concept. Thunder in Paradise is definitely something that I think. It's really good. Because they redid Miami Vice. They redid a couple yeah. of other ones. Um, oh, got Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And they were fairly successful. I think Thunder in Paradise would be a fun one to redo. As long as they kept it, I think, tongue-in-cheek. Don't take it too seriously. How about how about No Holds Barred? That would be a good one to remake. Because that yeah, was another Hogan flick. difficult nowadays. You know what it was? With, a, with Debo. This is an off-topic kind of... Uh, off-topic for us kind of pick for me here. But... I I know it's iconic and I know it's kind of, it may seem blasphemous but I'm going to say a Bronx Tale. Yeah, give me Ch- a modernized Chaz- version of the of a Bronx Tale. But he, Chaz Palmetteri already does that on Yeah, on you can watch him tell you the story. He actually does a one man show of it on Broadway. So have him make another movie. That's all I'm saying. No. He doesn't need to. He's getting He the, doesn't he's want get, to. He's he getting, getting that single I get all the money. Dream with me, damn it! Like Big no. Brother says, dream with um, me. Give me Friday. Yeah, that'd be you. great. Friday? Buzz Friday. Eden. Who are you picking? Did you pick somebody? I, uh, we probably Martin shot Lawrence. Them. There we go. That's who I pick. New Martin no, show. And it's show. also a show. that okay. The Fifth Martin. Element. Fuck. Oh, that'd, that'd be really blast. difficult. I mean, you take that back right now. <laughs> you that'd just pushed a button really over good. there. Super <laughs> green. Super green. Oh, my. pass. brilliant. In it, in it, in its way. Like, I'm gonna mean, side with Katarina. Do not make remake that movie because no, I am a no. meat popsicle mm-hmm. and I am proud of it. Yeah, I say that all the time. <laughs> and I also say chicken good, like way too often. <laughs> Even what show or film would you like to see remade? Because I'm saving myself for last. She's just stalling. Uh, I'm gonna go again I'm, with Martin. Don't you? Anyone else remember Martin? the show Martin? Martin? Yeah, Martin. Yeah. Martin. yeah. Martin. Okay. Except where Martin with. is now. No, I don't care. Just just, just redo Martin. Different. There's a show. You're doing a sitcom. Who's your comedian then? Martin Lawrence. Okay, so That's you're just redoing Martin And again. then just have him do comedy <laughs> stuff. Whatever he wants. You're so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, this, this is fantasy, <laughs> damn it. Damn, Gina. <laughs> that would be great. I, my favorite bit of all that. time from Martin is the whole so Tommy, great. you anyway. have a job. In Living Color. That was on there as well. Sketch comedy shows, absolutely. I miss sketch comedy shows. Yeah, that's very difficult nowadays. If you look at at Living Color versus Saturday Night Live, and Living Color (sighs) jump-started a bunch more careers in the short time frame. Fire Marshal Bill? Then Saturday Night Live. Damon Wayans. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. You, you got to say something Jim about Perry. a show when a backup dancer now becomes like a multimillionaire. Just, yeah. So many people, especially on the comedic uh, stand-up comedy scene, exploded from that fucking show. And because show. of oh, that yeah. show, uh, remake Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. There we go. A lot of great, and I'm going to get you, Sucka, a lot of yep. great, great um, things came from that. So that would oh, be yeah. a, so, oh, a great yeah. right up on the comedy list. show as opposed to all of these reality competition shows I think would be a nice break. Yeah. Um, for me, I said before, and I'm sticking to what I said in the, the chat. I had I picked two: um, science fiction series, Quantum Leap, and Sliders. 
That's exactly why I didn't pick it, because those are two that I 100% agree with. Both are great shows, but suffered from the technology and the abilities of their time. Yes. Uh, Quantum Leap, I would love to see as a live action show. But Sliders, I actually think, would work really well as an animated series. Yes. I I think Kevin Feige has been watching Sliders, and that's where we're getting into the MCU. And I actually think that um, Jerry O'Connell could very easily step back into the role if we went animated. Yep. Yep, he could. 100%. Oh, um, yeah. And the, you the, see his animation chops on Lower Decks. I yes. Mean, he, but the one guy, do uh, the doctor from Indiana Jones, he's he's dead. John Rice Davis is not dead. I thought he was dead. The old guy's <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, one of them was dead on that show. Harrison Ford Somebody is not dead. died. I don't um, know who. The ending to Quantum Leap was so sad, but so well done. Exactly. That was one of the but most I, perfect. But that, I think that that is a show that was amazing for its time, but definitely could benefit with where technology is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so having good. like some modern world stories being told from that viewpoint, I think, was a great way, even back then, to have people connect with backgrounds that don't necessarily match their own. And Quantum Leap played that so beautifully. I want to say that I saw an interview with Scott Bakula, and he 100% supported, like, another Quantum Leap, like, either bringing the show back in some form or fashion. He's 100% behind it because that was – it was such a great show. You know, the – the fact that he was interjecting himself into that person's life to correct the time stream, like he's some ultimate fucking, you know, watcher, Billy Badass, and knows how it's supposed to go. And he had to deal with the perils of that time. That's and the part. And he also yeah. dealt with like real world repercussions. Oh yeah. And, and so, real world and, situations. And, and, yes. It wasn't. He was. He wasn't just hopping into. Home, which was heartbreaking, but freaking beautiful, and something that. You don't get that kind of payout. So, the special needs. Uh, kid I would love to see kept a new jumping into. I hope that yeah. I. Who owns Quantum Leap? Do you know CBS? Paramount. Paramount and Viacom. We don't say that evil we, word. We got over so, it. No, Paramount you did. Viacom we got over it. Remake Quantum Leap, and I think having yeah. Scott. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Bacula. Bacula? You have Bacula? Scott Bacula in the Sam role. I heard him say Bacula. That's what I'm saying. Have him play Sam. Oh, I think yeah. that would be beautiful. Oh, he would play that so well. I love your idea. Yeah. Thank you. This is so good. Thank you. And sliders too. Hi, Russ. Even if you bring, like, I love your sliders animated idea because that is the perfect way to get people into the series. And I think it's a lot more affordable in there. You know, that is content. You're you're drumming up content to this big streaming service. You want Mm -hmm. people to go to Paramount Plus like more towards the end of sliders. They were trying to go more grown up and a little bit darker. And again, they were limited by the time slot they were in, the audience that they had at the time and the technology that was there. It was the time he wanted to fuck himself because his self in that world was female and he was yeah. like hitting on himself highly, like hard fucking core. To himself. Um, but oh, yeah, I think that that would translate really well into animation um, and might actually get them to be to push the boundaries a little bit further because they never really fully explored. Well, especially since Sliders was a sci fi show. Yep. And sci fi now, sci-fi. especially after Legion, 
Oh, mm-hmm. they. I think we even if you did that as a live action sliders now, that would oh, be yeah. a lot darker. It would be so great. Sli- like so, we went through a lot of sci-fi television on Fox at that time because you had yeah. X Files that came out. Yes, yes. You had Millennium. Yeah, and you had sliders all around the same time frame. Yeah. Um, and then there was like syndications of like Star Trek Next Generation on there as well. So, yeah, it, we went through a really good period. We were blessed, and we didn't even realize we it. were. And oh, I yeah. think that's why we're there are so many like sci-fi geeks out there, right? Highlander, now. Highlander was another one out there in the nineties, man. Oh, Adrian Paul, so I, good. I've been watching it on Tubi TV, and I am delighted all over again and getting to see actors from different things and their little baby faces in this, like seeing Jason Isaac. Yeah. In this episode with this like smooth little yeah. like so Lucius Malfoy as like a sweet baby. Pre traveling. Yes. So it's just like chock full. They even had Joan Jett and she was freaking. Oh God. Flawlessly beautiful. Yeah. And so talented. I had no idea that she could act that well. Now, mind you, I did watch Highlander when it first aired, but I, you know, I forgot 90% of it. Um, can't believe I'm forgetting it. Uh, Robert Daltrey. Robert Daltrey was in fucking Highlander as well. Yep. He popped up a couple times. I was like, motherfucking who? <laughs> Not the World Health Organization. The other who. The one that they you knew before. They had a bunch the, of two, artists in there playing guest roles. Yeah. And I just, like, it was it was great. And they were all great. Like, none of them felt like this guy definitely should not be acting. They were all yeah. talented. They weren't Sean Connery as a Spaniard. And and, and the Highlander is my ringtone because Queen trumps everything. All. Yeah, There are 80 no. some odd comments on my thread about that, trying to tell me other shows that have no, no, great no, no, no. themes. You, but I cannot no. stress to you enough. You hold fast, miss. You hold fast. You are, you are in the right. We, we support you in this. All of Perjangers and Wallhangers are assembled around you. All Perjangers are assembled around that. Perjanger power, activate. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stress enough that I love DuckTales. I love (sighs) X-Men. I love Gargoyles. There are many shows with really astounding themes. I'm not trying to take anything away from them at all. Highlander is still the best, though. There's something about yeah. that that wavering guitar from Queen yes. with yeah. that soundtrack. That's just baller. You can't beat it, especially since Freddie Mercury's dead. So Freddie on Mercury that bombshell, everything as well. He does. On that Pretty bombshell, much. we end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. We want to thank it's Radio Gaga, Jay Masters. We want to thank Martin Quint, Sean Ennis with a good old fashioned America, J. Bo McNeil, and his contributions to the <laughs> title last week. Thank and you, of course, boy We want to wish you... Uh, it for you. We I love you, J-Bo and Ty. We want to wish you and your wife a very happy anniversary in the future. To where Katerina may or may not be involved. Um, <laughs> Colin Corcoran, Mia Shelton, and of course, Mark Gervais for liking, commenting, and supporting the podcast. Of course, we want you to hop on over here to PJANDWH. We're going to find the very funniest moments from part one and part two of 226 of the Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network right here. And of course, I always promise it, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host. Matthew Bucarell, the Batman. And, of course, to my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. In the Perjanger box is one Katarina Thermoscara, all the way from Thermoscara. Our ultimate and omnipotent presence that is Big big Brother producer Stephen Bucarell. Of course, we love you. We miss you. 
We want to see you next week. As always, Wall Checkers, came on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, no, we're going to end it. Shutting it Oh, off. no. Finding the mouse. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. <laughs> so he says. You lie. Like a rug. Or like <laughs> a link. Recording. I'm going to go to Amazon right now. <clears throat> yeah. We don't need to prop them up any further. You can send it to 23 yeah. East State Street in Media, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Yeah, Mark will be like, "Why is Katarina sending stuff to my store? Send something comical." Oh, send it to the game DVD exchange. Yeah, <laughs> something comical, something uh, bizarre for a video. I don't know, like Groucho Marx. Have a shawarma delivered there. Groucho Marx sunglasses, that would be awesome. like the with the big nose and the mustache. Just make it, make it cod out. there. <laughs> Oh, cash on delivery. Cash on delivery. I would never. I would order Uber Eats and have it sent there and be like, they'll pay cash at the door. You know what, though? (laughs) There was one time with me and Bob. He pissed off somebody who was helping us off with this podcast thing we were doing. And the guy ended up sending Domino's pizza to us. It was like, it was actually a pretty good order, but they added mushrooms on it, which Lord knows. Anybody that knows me knows I would never put mushrooms on anything. Ever. So, oh, so order mushrooms. But aren't they nice? Delicious. And it was delicious. I just picked the mushrooms off it, and we ended up paying for it because we were looking for dinner anyway. But it was probably one of the worst pranks ever. But I did get free. Pe- well, not free. I had to pay for it. But one year for my birthday, my boyfriend at the time brought me to Red Lobster to have lunch while I was at work. Like it was on my lunch break, and then all of a sudden, somebody came over with. Um, like the, the restaurant, they came over with the mm-hmm. piece of cake and a candle and they were singing happy birthday. So I'm looking at my boyfriend like, don't tell me you told them because I don't like that. Mm. But they came over and they're clapping and they're doing the whole happy birthday thing. But instead of putting it in front of me, they put it in front of him. So I started laughing, thinking that they had messed up and thought it was his birthday instead of mine. Come to find out his cousin just happened to be at the restaurant at the same time as us and told them that it was his birthday and to send it over, not knowing that we were there for my birthday. Wow. <laughs> like, in what uh, universe is that kind I mean, of... that's a nice cousin to go just send a fucking birthday cake over. Well, he was... You just, know what? I would not do that. I'm just <laughs> letting you know. I would be like, hey, cat. Hey. You'd get a hand wave. I would, you wouldn't do it for a cousin? that way more. I do not like... <laughs> I'd come over and say like hi. I wouldn't be like... Send them a cake. Happy birthday. Speaking of birthday, I love that little text exchange with the flowers. Oh, my God. That was amazing. That was so funny. Do you see how I do this to myself everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. It is not just exclusive to any one group of people. Everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, to me, it's like they did now, like, talking about the flowers. And then once they responded back, I was like, oh, you fucking moron. All right. Ready we are go good to go live. Oh, this isn't right the there. same article that I have for this. No, I went for Nerdist. I thought I had it in there. Sir, I was ready for a rant, and now I can't do it. <laughs> well oiled. Like sticking your head in the... <laughs> Back of a jet. We're this only is, live here on Projangers and Wahangers. This is, We're, like this is professional. In Five viewers. Almost. We got more viewers than we've ever had. By the way, Steven, what game are you playing? 
<laughs> Red Dead Redemption, Monday to Friday, yeah. three-ish to five-ish. Another thing that they're going to change is that they're going to change the world by hitting that subscribe button right there. Right above my head, they're actually going to find all of the Triforce podcasts and playlists. And right above the old man's head, <laughs> in the Projanger box, that's where they're going to find the very best Projangers and Wall Hangers video for you. And as our main man Connor always says, one punch! One punch! <laughs>